Hey everybody, this is another Jeff Reinbold show and we're here to take your questions. This is the part I enjoy the most. Mike and I will take your questions. Couple things though now, a couple rules we have, little house rules around here. Number one is you gotta tell us where you're from because we love to know, we, we get questions from all over the world. And uh, you know, it's always good for us when we can sh- give you a shout out. And uh, also I'd like to see this, this week and see if we can expand it just a little bit. Tell us who your favorite NFL team is, where you're from, your favorite team, and then go ahead and give us your question, your comment, your rant, any of it. You'd be under pressure tonight trying to find all these things. Not, I've got a good few ones on Twitter. So there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's a few ones on Twitter and a few ones. Some people, I'll, I'll put up this guy first because this became a viral sensation last week. <laughs> Hi, lads. Good evening. Grr. <laughs> By this generally a quarterback award, if MVP voting ended today, would CMC be the consensus winner? That's a really good question because, like, you know, it like Purdy, like if we talked about the Niners and a lot, lot not the Cardinals in the last podcast. We didn't really talk about the Niners, the Niners' offense. Purdy's been so solid, like he's been so so good. But Christian McCaffrey, four touchdowns yesterday is a disgrace, Jeff. And here in the Niners' radio on the way home from last night, they were loving him, man. Well, they should love it. I mean, he's a great player. He's the best running back playing right now uh, in terms of doing everything that you would like a running back to do. He can play in the slot. He can play in tailback. He can play, you know, run the zone. He can run the outside zone. He, you know, I mean, there's nothing the kid can't do. Again, those awards, and Gurr makes a great point, those awards are primarily quarterback you know, awards. And it was interesting to hear J.J. Watt talk about the great year that he had. He had a phenomenal year one year. I think he scored four touchdowns, had 20 sacks, the whole deal. But he made a really, I thought, you know, smart and mature comment. He said, hey, it's always going to be the quarterback because there's no way anybody else can be more important than the quarterback is in football. And that's just the way it is. Everything runs through the quarterback. So I think it's the same suspects. I think you're looking at Pat Mahomes. I think you're looking at Josh Allen. I think you're looking at, again, if Tua would continue to play well and stays healthy and all that stuff, I think he'll be in the conversation. Um, Obviously, you know, how can you say that, I mean, CJ Stroud right now should be in the conversation too for what he's done, right? Just on what he's done, but he that's he'll never get talked about because it's the other guys Usually you're you're a most valuable player before you earn the trophy, if you understand what I mean. I mean you gotta have a you gotta have a track record. You gotta have years behind you. Sometimes I really don't like how subjective it is, to be honest with you. It's it's just like, you know, sometimes there's certain players that really deserve an opportunity and they're never looked at in that way. And I think it's very sometimes they should just look at different positions and it's it's disappointing. But well, I think just, when you say it's it's about the semantics of the award, right? If you want to say the most outstanding player, right? Here's the way we do it in Canada, in the CFL. It's not the most valuable player. It's the most outstanding player, right? So a guy like McCaffrey could have a chance. A guy like J.J. Watt with one of those crazy years like he had could have a chance. Because when you say most valuable and you go, you use valuable as the criteria, then it's got to be the Um, Daryl Thompson from Edinburgh, uh, presumably a Patriots fan. The Patriots are in shambles. 
no offensive weapons. The offensive line is not good. Puzzling draft choices in brackets, two guards and a backup center, but yet they're still in games because of the defense. Is the general manager, Bill Belichick, undermining the head coach, Bill Belichick? <laughs> oh, that's, hey, he must have been listening to the to the last Jeff Reinbold show because that's what we talked about. I said, if you got issue with what's going on in New England, don't blame the coach because the coach is still a hell of a coach. He's getting the most out of what he's got. Blame the general manager who brought in the talent. Blame the personnel office that brought in the talent. The problem is in New England, it's the same guy. So he's getting it done on one end and hasn't gotten it done on the other end. And that's why I think New England's in the state they're in. We've got a question from James McKenzie, who is in Collingworth in England, who says, have the Giants got worse or was last season a freak? And do you know what, James? For me, I have no idea. And that's the beauty of this league. I don't know what's going on. They have a massive game Monday night. And obviously, the podcast is going out Tuesday morning. But like the result of that game, Jeff, is going to play a huge factor in the rest of their season. You know, Mike, I did a, I did, I did a film evaluation of both the Seahawks and, and uh, the Giants. One of the things I saw with the Giants, the Giants should be better. Because Waller's better than anybody they had at tight end last year. And, you know, you look outside and, and Hyatt who I think is really a good player and had a great preseason. He's caught, I think, two, two uh, you know, what we call impact throws or two explosive plays in the whole season so far. I mean, they've got to find ways to get those guys involved in the offense. Now, Saquon is Saquon. Saquon is a great, great player. They still struggle, struggle protecting the quarterback and running the football. Their offensive line is not what it needs to be for them to take a step. Defensively, they're finding their way a little bit. Uh, again, they've given up too many big plays, too many chunk plays. But Wink's, all, Wink's defenses are always going to be like that. That's just the nature of what they do. So if you find, if you have issue with the, where the Giants are right now, it all to me goes back to the offensive line because they can't protect Daniel Jones. He can't he can't hold the ball to get it down the field. And they've got to find more ways for them to incorporate Waller into the scheme more. We've got James from Cardiff who's saying, Jeff, what about the commanders last night? They lose the game, but yet still put up a serious fight. How impressed have you been with the commanders so far this season? I, I, I think the commanders have, have, you know, done a really, really good job. I mean, it was it was had to be gut-wrenching for them to take the Eagles to overtime and then lose like they did. But, you know, they'll find some, you know, it. George Allen said, the legendary coach said, when you lose, a little piece of you dies every time, right? And that's really true. But when they go back and they look at the film and they see all the things that they did well and how they competed and, you know, you, you're out there with Sam Howell and he's giving you as much as he can give you. And, you know, they're, I would be, if I was, if I was a commander's fan, I would feel good about the game that they had last night. Yeah. It's heartbreaking that you lose, especially to a division rival, but you know, you just are counting W's man and, and count performances and looking for improvement. Those are the things that particularly, you know, the, that old cliche about B right now, the, the teams like the commanders need to be process oriented, not outcome oriented. Right. You know, we live in an outcome world. We, this is a bottom line business. I get it. But right now for them, they got to find improvement. They got to find improvement every day. And I think 
you know, you look at that football team and I think they are improving. Our dear friend Fred says that the media is really ringing this Taylor Swift height to death. Um, yep. Fred, I agree with you 100%. But 53% increase in young girls watching the NFL. Hey, Just it's marketing. It is marketing. And she is a, she is a, you know, she's a marketing bonanza as long as she comes to the games. And, you know, it's part of Perception is reality in the world. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? And so now when you got Ryan Reynolds and you got Taylor Swift and you got all the, you know, the, the glitterati that were at the game last night. I like Ryan Reynolds. That's, he, no, he's not, a PC guy, yeah? Dude, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the guy. I'm just saying that when you start getting those people coming to contests, obviously the masses, all of us, you know, are, you know, are you know they're interested in that and with interest comes what more interest which buys tickets and hats and t-shirts and televisions and you know so it's it's all marketing bro and and it's not bad yeah look i mean for us i want to say us i mean for provable Ireland, and i guess people listening to this might be interested in this yeah like something that got does help socially like it's one of our highest performing reels the season is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey at a game. But even for me as a fan, um, first and foremost, I was sitting last night, I thought I'll watch the first hour of this game, first couple of hours. And I, I did think it was overkill. Now, I understand at the start, it's a big deal. But just announced, you know, we're, we're, we're going to put this on a different channel. It'll be a camera, you can watch her. It was, you know, maybe it was a bit too much. And we'll just leave it at that. But um and you, I didn't say that last week, Jeff, so uh, we'll see. I, I will say Welcome to New York is an absolute tune and a half, and I'll, I will give her that. Fred Fred did say, um, is it a good dose of medicine for big teams to lose early in the season? Can it recenter the team? I actually asked Brandon McManus this last week or last night, and they were talking, he was talking about like, the disappointment that they had losing to Houston. And that they really thought, look, we like they were they they came into London one and two, like, and that's such a big win for them last night. And we're talking about bigger teams, like you know, you're looking at the Cowboys; they lost to the Cardinals as well, Jeff. And do you reckon it can help you so early in the season have that disappointment and move on from that? Well, you never want to lose games. I mean, you hope you can learn learn lessons without losing football games, right? And if you learn from a loss then it's really not a loss. It, I mean, it's an L on the column and you don't get the points and the standings and all of that, but it can help you in the long run because again, over the next 14 weeks or 15 weeks or whatever we got left, you know, you're going to face adversity again. You're going to go into a, the, the Cowboys are going to go into that same, let's use the Cowboys, for example, they're going to be, they're going to go into that same scenario somewhere down the schedule where they're prohibitive favorite and they got to go in and they got to be focused and they've got to, because everybody in pro football is good. Everybody. There are no bad guys. There's no bad teams. There's just some better than others. And, but if you're a good team, like the Cowboys are, and you don't show up uh, a bad team, quote, a bad team like Arizona can beat you. And they hope they need to learn that where you'd like to be able to learn that is from, if you're sitting in Philadelphia or you're sitting in Miami or, you know, Buffalo or San Francisco or any of the other contenders, 
and you want to you want to learn that lesson and let Dallas lose it for you, right? You don't want to have it happen to you. And I think good coaching points that out to their team. Like we go, like I'll I'll take cuts from games. I'll take situations that guys didn't handle it, didn't handle well, or how a team went in and, and didn't play like the Cowboys, and use those as examples to our players. Hey men, let's let's not let this happen to us. Let's not lose our focus here. Let's not take this penalty. Let's not go into this game and, and think that well, all we had to do is show up and now you get your butt beat. And you know, let's let's learn from that. Uh, I have to say one point for me. I am not a huge fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, what's going on, man? It is wasn't that cool. Is, is, is there something cool? people aren't telling me what's going on? No, no, I, Mike. I told you that a year ago. I told you it a year ago. But it just it's seems like gonna. It just seems like such a coincidence. But for people listening to this, there is uh, Jamison. Is it? Do you say Jamison or Jamison? Jamison. It's Jamison, lads. Uh, anyway, this is the whole conversation. But there's a Jamison advert in the states where Ryan Fitzpatrick is calling for a game, an NFL game in Ireland, and it shows all these like dubs, like. Why was why would you want that sort of thing like taking the piss? But on their website it says um you can win a trip to Ireland if a regular season NFL game is announced by next September. They'll fly people over as a prize. What is going on? What's going on, man? You know what? Now you're now you're a big fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I told you a year ago that this was in the works. And you're not a big fan of me. What the hell? Huh? I'm, I'm a massive fan of you, man. I just like you know, you know. Have you ever heard of the song "Hail Glorious St. Patrick"? Yeah. No. Well, Hail Glorious Fitzpatrick, thy quarterback old. Um, no, mate. I don't know. It has to happen. Fitz, I, I, I need to get Fitz on the podcast for the next Paddy's Day. That's a whole different conversation. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, do you know when you've got a feeling that there's something happening, but you don't know anything about, and it's like, what is going on here? Because like. We can say this, we're quite far into this podcast. As a fan, I think Madrid's going to be announced soon. I think they'll have a game in Madrid next year. We don't know where it's going to be. But you would think, Jeff, your old buddy Sean Gale, he's doing a lot of, he's doing a lot of work for uh, the Bears in Spain. You would think they might be involved. Maybe, uh, welcome to Miami. That would be a good game. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Like Spain would be unbelievable well you know what it, the european football league the professional league that's you know uh over in europe has meant has just admitted the madrid bravos into the league as their as their expansion team. i'm also those bravos yep so you know again there's a, obviously there is an interest for football in madrid or they wouldn't have put a team in there and you know again so i think that's all positive Okay, a couple of things to go with. For Matthew Taggart, your guy. Good evening, lads. Don Quinn surely will have a head coaching position next year. Yes, my friend. The question is where? I agree. Where? I think I think Dan, you know, obviously it's going to be harder and harder to keep him in Dallas. They pay him extremely well. Jerry's, you know, and I'm sure Jerry's got a deal worked out for him that, you know, he's going to take care of him. Uh, I would not be surprised to see if he would, if he would not take over the Cowboys, if you know something would happen to McCarthy, um, but 
there's going to be a lot of people going to ask for his interview, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want him to be their head coach. Brandon is saying, is it, oh, Brandon is saying, is it scone or scone? Scone. No, no, it's scone. <laughs> scone. Oh, come on. Right. Anyway, yeah, I think that's awesome. I think, I think, I think that is awesome. Have you any final comments from? No, just, just you know what a, what a, you know, again, great weekend of football that we had all the way through the Monday night game, and and uh, you know, I'm really excited for this coming week, and we'll do this again. I think, what is it, Thursday or Wednesday? Let's do it on Thursday night. All right, yeah. Thursday night, and we will talk about the Thursday night game, and we will look ahead to the weekends games and help you make your bets if you're a player that wants to bet and if you bet bet at 888 sport the official sponsor of this show and the official betting partner of the national football league in both the uk and ireland you should fly over with buffalo on friday yeah is it it's going to be it's going to be a great great weekend yeah i love christmas We'll talk about those Buffalo Bills as we get closer to the game because Tredavious White issue is going to cause them some problems. But we'll talk about that when we get in, when we get you back next time. Yes, sir. Jeff, thank you for your time. I appreciate it as always. Good crack. Thanks, everyone, that's commented, watched, and listened. We'll be back. Uh, loads of stuff on the RSS feed this week. Jeff will be back Friday night. Friday morning on the podcast, Thursday night live. Jeff, aloha. aloha. Good night. Aloha.